What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. With your boy, you know who it is, Mike Goodwin, the bow-tied comedian. Well, let's get this thing started like we always started. Like we always started the On The Road. So I recently was just on the road this past weekend. I had two engagements. The first was a men's conference. It was a men's conference at Victory Church in Norcross, Georgia. Outstanding. Uh, it was a, a gentleman I met when I did the men's summit at Gateway now works at the Victory Church and Norcross Plus, there was a, a guy that I, I went to Israel with that actually is on the staff at the, at the Victory, Victory Church. It was a men's conference. Absolutely phenomenal. Had a great, great, great time. The word that uh, that the pastor delivered was a very impactful message. I love men's conferences after I perform. <laughs> <laughs> men's conferences are good, are cool. Like men, men's, and I, and I say that simply because performing for a group of men, you got to break through some of the, uh, I guess, resistance that you don't have to at a win, women's conference or a couple's night or just a basic general comedy event. Because men, you know, men like, ah, they say you're a comedian. But I'll be the judge of that. Men are, you know, they're evaluating your ability. Just like, hey, man, I'm not just out here giving up free laughs. So you got to come with it. You got to come with, you got to come with the, the thunder and the lightning. You can't just bring the thunder. You got to bring the thunder and the lightning. And they did something that was very, very uh, impactful. They basically gave the the blessing of the Father. So they had leaders from the church line up in, at, at, at the altar, at the front. And gentlemen that never received the blessing from the Father would come and they would speak a blessing over, over these men. And, and man, it was, it was phenomenal. Had an outstanding time. And it was one of those moments, personally, as a, as a performer, when I was on stage, I literally had the thought that, oh, I'm a, I'm a real comedian. Like, this is, this is what I do. Like, this, it, it, it was sort of, I don't, I don't, I don't have any high level of ac athletic accolades. I was a I was a really good intramural player. I, I, I'm a good uh, playground player, but I never played at a high level in organized athletics, whether that is in high school or college or overseas or in, in a professional league type. So I don't I don't know how it feels. I know how it feels to be in a zone in terms of a game. I don't know how it feels to be in a zone in terms of a season. And I, I, I would, I would like liken that to maybe 
you know, guys, they go through their freshman year and it's, it's difficult. They used to be in the man in high school. They get to college. It's, it's very difficult. These players are bigger, stronger, faster. The weight program, they got to get adjusted to going to classes. So they really don't have their, their footing under, under them. Now, there's some freshmen that come in and they, they got it. They, they, they have it. I'm not talking about those people. I'm not, talking, <laughs> I'm not talking about the phenoms or the prodigies. I'm talking about someone that has ability, has talent, but has the work. I feel like that's how I am with my comedy. I have the ability, but I'm not LeBron James. I'm just not going to come and, and back you down and dunk on you in the post. I, I really got to work on my footwork. I got to work on my ball handling. Not that he doesn't, but that much more. And so you finish your freshman year. Then you come to sophomore year, and you, you, you're getting a groove of it, getting a little bit more playing time, but you're not the man. You know, you're just out there. You, you, you're doing spot doing spot uh kind of like spot duty when someone's in foul trouble you go and play a little more time but you you pretty solid seven or eighth in the rotation i'm talking about that junior or senior year where you you spent that summer you know it you know all the actions you know the league you have a routine where you go on the road you got a home routine like you feel comfortable and then not only do you feel comfortable, you show up and you produce. You produce in practice and you produce in the game. And it's not even a, a thought. I think that's kind of where I am as it relates to my comedy. I think I'm in a place of like, oh, I've gone through the freshman year. I've gone through the sophomore year. I've redshirted. Now I'm feeling like, oh, I have control of the outcome at a greater level than I did before. I can, I can do things to positively impact the outcome of my performance. And that's how I felt on Friday night. I'm on stage and I felt like I can't lose. I'm going to win and we're going to win fairly big. So that was a great night. Then I had Saturday night in Columbia, South Carolina. This is the the show we've been waiting for, November the 11th at the Harbison Midlands Tech Theater. Sold out performance of the Big Dad Energy. This was a home game. My mom was there. My sister was there. My brother was there. My in-laws were there. I had high school classmates that were there, college classmates that were there, church members that were there. My pastor was there, was elected officials, dignitaries, media, uh, media individuals, high, high profile reporters, news reporters were in the house, in the building. And it was my opportunity to show case my talent to the people that know me, but don't, you know, they maybe had not had seen me. My, my gym family was, it was, it was people. The place was packed, man. And I, I put on a great performance. So I think some things I want to kind of highlight from the, from the feedback that I've been hearing from folks. Number one, people just felt like I just told the truth. Like whatever I was talking about, it was from a place of honesty, a place of truth. I think the other thing that I, I've, I've heard quite a bit was that 
it was just a good time. And 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 I was having a good time. They were having a good time. And nobody wanted to leave. Well, they wanted to leave because I had them for a while. Matter of fact, my pastor, Bishop, Bishop Herbert Braley, got up Sunday morning and said, hey, if I seem a little tired, it's because Mike Goodwin had us in a comedy lock-in last night. And I wasn't trying to do that. I had a lot of content, a lot of information I wanted to get out, a lot of material I needed to, to get to the people. And it was, I could feel, you're like, you know when people are ready to go, but also didn't have an intermission. And uh, my, my audience got to go to the bathroom. But, you know, my audience, <laughs> if I was sitting out there, I would have had to go to the bathroom. So I got to figure out a way to let people have a break and go to the bathroom. I come back. We got to do something. Something Something's got to happen. Um, and I think a good place would be before I come out, like maybe take a little, take a little thing. And then before I come out, but it was great. I had a good time. I, I really wanted to, my intention, my number one intention, I wanted to create an experience. I didn't want people just to come to a comedy show. I wanted them to have an experience. And what I mean by that, I had a, a pre-show reel. I had video showing before the show i had an i had a, an official welcome to the night i had a i welcomed the audience by, by video i introduced uh, i talked about the corporate sponsors on point media uh, with cynthia hardy and her her late husband jim hardy i talked i, I gave my wife her flowers and, and, and told everyone how honored and privileged i am matter of fact my wife last christmas before there was a Big Dad Energy Tour, she gave me a, a poster that said Big Dad Energy Tour 2023, eight cities. Now, we didn't do eight cities, but we did five. And that probably wouldn't have happened had it not been for my wife. And then I gave my dad a moment of silence. Then I introduced the night. I told him about the Big Dad Energy idea and concept. And then I introduced my MC. Kennedy, Alexander, Robinson, and we had a great night. Then he came out, did his thing. Allison Moore came out, did her thing. And then I was on stage just blessing the people, man. I think that uh, I feel the shift. I feel I, I was talking to someone. I was kind of explaining it. I think it's similar to the bubble with Jimmy Butler, like you knew Jimmy Butler was a good player. He was very, you know, he's in the NBA. He's getting it done, but there's something that happened in the bubble where he took it to another level. Jamal Murray from last year at the Nuggets. You felt like, okay, he kind of made some flashes in the bubble, but in the big time playoff moments, is he the guy? And I think I was the guy in the big time playoff moment so if you were in the house on november the 11th i just want to say thank you if you were not uh rest assured i'm coming to your city i'm coming to an area where you could either it's there or you can come a couple hours over and, and, and enjoy I, i'm really i feel good about what i'm producing this 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 big dad energy will be a this will be a recording at some moment. This will be, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stop and say, okay, let's, let's get it. Let's get it on tape. And I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine saying like, you need to be recording 
and as you go and I, and I agree, but I do have some elements of it that I just haven't creatively and artistically haven't gotten out to the people. So Big Dad Energy Tour, man, 2023. We, we started in Cornelius, North Carolina. We went to Cincinnati, Columbus. Just knocked out Columbia. I have Raleigh at the end of this month, November the 30th. And then we got dates in Tampa. We got dates in uh, Southern Virginia. There's dates in Kansas City. There's a date in Atlanta. So check my website, mikegoodwin.com. Join my email list, and, and, and we'll keep you abreast of all the goings and comings related to the Big Dad Energy Tour. But now for the part of the podcast we all been waiting for is the actual best advice ever. And so, and so the best advice ever comes directly. A lot of stuff comes from my life and from what I'm experiencing. But this is something that I, I've just recently I, I understood at a higher level. And the best advice ever today is simply eat breakfast. Eat your breakfast. Uh, Jay-Z has a line. Make sure you finish your breakfast. Finish your breakfast. Eat breakfast. And I'm saying that as a person that traditionally, traditionally was not eating breakfast. Like I had a moment, like when you, when I was in the military, you ate breakfast because we would do PT, fasted cardio. I didn't know that's what we were doing, but we would do PT. PT would typically, formation starts at six o'clock, zero, six hundred. We do PT for about an hour, hour and 15, hour and 10. And then I think we had to be back in formation nine. 915, somewhere in that neighborhood. So we get out of formation, go right to the mess hall, dine in the facility, and get breakfast. Um, it, 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 it breakfast, at, but but recent, so I, I did that. Then I went to college. I think I was eating breakfast in college, graduate school. But even recently, recently I, I got on this, I got on this meal plan and breakfast. There's a breakfast, you know, typically it's just eggs and, and grits. That's what I eat. I eat one regular egg. I get a, a half, a full cup, one cup of, of liquid eggs. I mix that two up, and then I do the um, Quaker Instant Grits. I do the jalapeno, jalapeno, they, jalapeno and cheese. I think sweet and spicy. I just had something on the on the box. Get two packets of those. That's my breakfast. I scramble the eggs. I boil the hot water. Put it with the Instant Grit, and that's breakfast. But there was a there was a stretch of time I was like, oh, I, I'm trying to lose weight. Let me ex, let me accelerate the weight loss situation. And I'm thinking eating breakfast would do that, and it doesn't. It's counterintuitive. Contrary to popular belief, popular belief, starving yourself in the morning or not eating breakfast is not gonna help you lose weight. It just won't. Let me tell you the benefits of eating breakfast. Now you can do what you want, but I, I'm telling you, I'm I was I've recently. Was eating breakfast, weight was going, you know, was was losing weight. It, I was feeling good. Then I looked at the shot clock and was like, oh, I ain't got enough time. I'm down 10. Let me not eat breakfast. Let me put the breakfast off to the side. And I wasn't feeling as good when I didn't have breakfast. I wasn't feeling as, as energized. I didn't feel as strong in my workouts. I didn't have the mental sharpness. 
So I re-implemented my breakfast. I said, okay, man, I'm, I'm going to eat this breakfast. Let me get my breakfast on. I ate breakfast this morning. Feel great. And I'm going to leave and go work out because that's why I got this on. But let me tell you the benefits of eating a breakfast. It gives you an energy boost. Food is fuel. Like think about your car. You, if you don't have any gas in your car or low gas, your car ain't at optimum performance. You're not getting the most out of it. Man, put, put, put some fuel. And I'm not talking about, now, at my house, Sunday morning is breakfast. I'm talking about breakfast. I'm not, I'm not talking about breakfast. Breakfast is different than breakfast. 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 That, that's eggs and grits and bacon and pancakes, syrup, orange. That's breakfast. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about breakfast. I'm talking about something quick, a banana, except for banana and some yogurt, some eggs and some grits, some oatmeal. Just get something in there. Get your body that glucose. I don't, I'm not a science guy. Right? I'm not a science guy. I'm not, I, I, I can play one on TV. But I'm not a science guy. I did want to be when I was a kid. I wanted to be the next, like, George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver was killing the game with the peanut. I was going to do something with the walnut. Or the pecan. That's what I... I was going to say, okay... George Washington Carver got that peanut popping. Let me get this pecan popping, right? So I'm not a scientist. I did. I had this desire. I did desire to be a scientist and get get a million ways to use the pecan because the peanut was already in use. But it gives you an energy boost. Another benefit of of eating breakfast is improved concentration, focus. Your memory, your cognitive ability, and I'm talking from I'm talking about I'm talking for the 48 year old man. I'm talking about somebody who's a little bit further up the road, where you kind of take for granted when you're young because your you, your faculties, your you know, you got a higher metabolism. Things are popping. Your body is man. Your body ain't had all of the, the bumps and the bruises. But when you get on up the street a little bit, you need hey, all the help you can get. So eat the breakfast. Get that focus, that memory jumping. Uh, the other thing is weight control, appetite, management, weight management. Again, I said it earlier, contrary to popular belief, if you don't eat breakfast, you can lose more weight because you're not having food. That's not how it works. Your body, my, 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 my trainer says it all the time. If you eat, you know, let's say your body burns 2,500 calories, but you eat 1,800 calories a day, you're going to lose weight. It's just that simple. And the breakfast I have is probably... We talking about 400 calories. And I'm being, you know, I'm probably being a little bit, I'm being a little generous. It's, it's probably three, 350, 350 calories I'm eating in the morning. So eating 350, that's an oatmeal pie. 
<laughs> and it has far more nutrient value than what an oatmeal pie. Oatmeal pie, I eat one of them. That's a nice 400 calories. And it ain't did anything but shoot my blood, my blood sugar up and got my gut situation. Hey, the, the fat in my gut, like, hey, come on, come on over here with the rest of this. So eat your breakfast to get your weight management. And then just, just you feel better. You feel better. I, I, I'm telling you, I feel better when I eat breakfast. And again, I'm not talking about breakfast. I'm talking about breakfast. So that's been the best advice ever of today. Next thing I want to share with y'all is from the mind. The mind of Mike. Shout out to all the veterans for this past Veteran Day. I don't know if I said something about veterans before, but I'm going to say something today. I didn't say anything about veterans. Just shout out to veterans at my show. I feel, feel a little bad about that. And I wanted to share my perspective. I'm a veteran, served in the United States Army as an enlisted soldier and a commissioned soldier. Saw both sides of the fence. But the other thing that I saw both sides of was the military pre-9-11 and the military post-9-11. And those are different militaries. Those are different militaries just by structure uh, and, and policy. Even today, the military that is is the army that exists today, I, you know, if I re returned, I would be clueless. I'm like, what's what's happening in here? What's what are y'all doing? <laughs> like the PT test is different. I think there's an opportunity for me to do some bits about that because like, we did two mile run, we did push up, sit up. These cats now, they doing shuttle runs, they doing uh, deadlifts, they doing all kind of things, man. Push up, sit up. Two mile run. That's that's what PT test was, but it's different. But what I what 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 I honor the veterans, those have served. Uh, I just want to also add some perspective of man, how different society's um, perception of the military since nine eleven. I, I I remember I, I was in college prior to nine eleven, and I had professors that protested Vietnam, and I would wear my uniform to class and get some static. I would get comments. I would get challenged on, on different things that, hey man, I'm serving the country. So it really made me be a little bit more mindful. I, even when I served and, and when I went in my first uh, duty station, well not my first, the second duty station was in Fort Stewart. We, I remember in a parade, we were doing like a Veterans Day parade, a Memorial Day parade, people throwing rocks. Throwing rocks. Come on, man. Can't imagine anybody throwing a rock today at a at a at a at a parade. Saying crazy, man. The stuff that I encountered. And it's like, man, I can imagine folks that maybe less lived in Jim Crow and is now out of Jim Crow or the civil rights era. And now we're in this era. It's like, wow, this is a little disorienting. So shout out to the military service members for Veterans Day. And also, uh, I'm constantly having this conversation. I think it's important for me to even talk about like my brand of comedy, refreshingly funny comedy, clean comedy. Folks talk to me a lot often about clean comedy. And I'm, I'm, I'm really spending time thinking about that. And I, I came up with another perspective. 
uh, say, say, man, clean comedy got to be hard. And, and, you know, it is hard. Comedy's hard in general. But here's the other thing I've realized about myself. I produce comedy with care. So when you do things with care, it's hard. When you care how your room looks, it, you, you, you take more time. You care how your car looks. It's a little more difficult. It's not the speedy, quick rush, uh, spit and shine type situation. When I, when I was in the military, I cared how my military uh, uniform looked when I went to formation. So I, I spent, it, it was harder. It was harder to show up with, with boots that were shined than boots that work. Even if you paid someone else to do it, that's hard. Because you can go and get boots, you can take your boots downtown somewhere and they can shine them up and you just have them sit them up to the side. And do, but that's hard. You got to keep them. You got you to you spend whatever money, you got to invest in that. So I, I, I do comedy with care. I, I really do care when I when I write my jokes, when, I, when I'm putting together my content. I care. I care about the audience. I care about your response. I care about the impact, how it would make people feel. And, and, and that's, I think that's hard. And I have no problem with hard. I like hard things. Pause. <laughs> hey, what you not gonna do? Hey, I, this is the last segment. I'm gonna get out of here. So I, I was, I was, I'm not gonna create a new segment. I'm, I'm the king creating new segments, but this could be called Fun Dad Chronicles. But I, I'm constantly, I'm looking for opportunities to be Fun Dad. Well, my wife is out of town, and I, my, just me and my, my children at the house. And I said, "Hey, yo, it's just us. It's party time. What y'all want to do?" Now, what my son told me at the activity he wanted to do, I was like, "Oh, okay." But I like, I'm thinking of like me as a kid. I'm like, "We about to go spend this money. We about to go get some treats. We about to go get some ice cream. We about to go and get some McDonald's." Man, this dude said he wanted to go throw the frisbee. Throw the frisbee? That's your, that's your, <laughs> that's what you're going to do? That's what you're trying to cash in on? Throwing frisbee? Cool. So we go, he grabs a frisbee. But, but I didn't realize my son grabbed a trash frisbee. Hey, do not buy frisbees from Dollar General. I don't know why we had this frisbee in our house, but it was trash. And I know we got we got some good frisbees. And I said, man, where'd you get this? Because we we were throwing it initially, and it was just going to the left. It didn't matter what you did; it just go straight, then go straight left. I was like, this frisbee is trash. It was lightweight, so I look at it, and there's like a literal dollar tag on the stamp, like the sticker for a dollar on the thing. I'm like, throw this frisbee away, trash. Little young cat on Instagram, everything trash. Bubba was his name, Bubba something, man. That, that boy, funny to me. Trash. We had a trash frisbee. Don't buy frisbees from the dollar. I mean, that's some things. I just went to the Dollar Tree looking for some items, but I will not be encouraging folks to buy frisbees, man. Come on, man. Get you a high quality. Oh, it, it, but you know what? We had a good time because. The frisbee being trash was funny. 
So when you're trying to throw it and it and it goes the other, I mean, we just, you know, the kids are laughing it up. I, I love hearing my children laugh. And the way that they were throwing this Frisbee and it just wasn't getting to the place that you were throwing it, it was hilarious. And and our fun dad, mission accomplished. So what you're not going to do is buy trash Frisbees, man. Don't, don't buy trash Frisbees. Drop, buy, buy, put some, invest in a quality Frisbee. With all, thank y'all for tuning in. If you have any questions you want to send me, questions that you have to ask the bow tie, send it at info at comedianmikegoodwin.com. Again, that's info at comedianmikegoodwin.com. Please subscribe. Please share. Please rate the podcast. Please let people know that you really enjoy this podcast. Hope I'm helping you get through a stair master session, helping you get through washing and cleaning your kitchen. Hopefully I'm helping you get through your daily commute, your weekly commute. I'm helping you uh, to make things just a little bit lighter on your load, right? Well, thank you so much. It's been me, Mike G, the bow tie comedian. Yeah, I should stop that. But we're going to be back every week. Same bat place, same bat channel. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. And I'll see you next week. Peace.